Good morning. It's, it's good to be back. Um, uh, we, our family was in the Philippines for uh, about 10 days or so, and we just got back a few days ago. Um, I saw some folks this morning and greeted them, and, and they said, oh, good morning. Your, your eyes are looking a little small. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling like they're a little small, and I'm feeling a little bit out of sorts. Um, it's, about, uh, it's about 2 a.m. right now in Manila, so uh, hopefully I'll be enough in this time zone to be able to uh, share God's Word, uh, out of God's Word today. We were there in the Philippines to visit some family, connect, family reunion, and then we were also there serving with Kids International Ministries, Kids I Am the place where our church has sent several teams over the past few years. And I have to say that um, what was pretty cool about being there in the Philippines and working with Kids I Am was that we were working uh, alongside other people and in and among the urban poor in Manila, And so there were areas that we went to that were really resource-poor areas. One area that was a a dump area where people lived and uh, sort of shanties or kind of makeshift shacks. We were doing Bible studies, doing some first aid, providing food, uh, providing first aid, uh, which a little polysporin and some Band-Aids, and handing out stuffed animals, Um, some stuffed animals even from people in our church. And I have to say that being there and being in that environment um, is incredibly clarifying. There are ways that you encounter and see God and experience God um, when you're out of your comfort zone and maybe when you're out of your normal environment. This whole series this summer, 10,000 Places, has been trying to help us as a church see God in the general, ordinary life around us. Going to a place like Manila or serving with Kids I Am is kind of like a a particular uh, opportunity where seeing God becomes much clearer and much sharper. All that to say, if you're interested in, uh, say, going and joining me and possibly doing something like this next summer, come and talk to me. Uh, It's a cool opportunity. Um, It'll take you out of your comfort zone, but I do think it'll help you uh, see God more clearly uh, the way it helps me see God more clearly. Um, So with that, we're going to dive into the message and continue our series, 10,000 Places. I was grateful for Pastor Sally Weiss, who was preaching here last week and sharing about uh, being God's masterpiece and being able to see God through knowing and understanding that we are God's masterpiece. And God can be seen or known and that's why this Venn diagram is coming together, that, we are, that in our ordinary life, in our everyday life, we can see and know God. We can see and know and understand God, not just on Sunday, but in our everyday life. And as our everyday life comes more and more in harmony 
with our life um, on Sunday, that we can see God in more of these places. If you've been here in this series for the summer, you know I've been trying to show us that we can see God in art or in music or in musicals. Um, I've talked about being able to see God in other cultures and even among the poor and among the rich. And today, we're going to talk about something in a way that we see God, and it is that we see God in relationship. One place that we can see God is so ordinary for us, it's almost like it's hiding in plain sight, but that we can actually see and we can actually understand God through relationship. God can be seen and known through relationship. That's what we're going to talk about today. So as you came in, you were given a piece of light blue paper um, and maybe a pen or maybe some crayons. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to do this thing called the family tree activity. And the family tree activity goes like this. You take your piece of paper and um, if you have family here, especially if you have small kids, because we have our kids in worship today. We don't have kids zone. We're giving our kids zone leaders a break this week and next week. So if you're here with your family and your small kids, you can do this activity with them. Or if you um, don't have small kids around, you can just do this on your own. Write your family tree. Create your family tree, as much of it as you can, of course, your siblings, but particularly like your parents and their siblings. And then if you know them, your grandparents. And if you know them, their siblings. So uh, go ahead, and we're going to have probably like three minutes to go ahead and do your family tree. And then I'm going to come around a little bit and check on, see how you guys are doing, and find out who you guys put in your tree. So let's take about three minutes to go ahead and do that. And if you need some paper, pens, pencils, go ahead and raise your hand. Something will come to you. Oh, you got a, you got a nice tree going back here. Oh, I got some people who are turning over their paper so I don't look at their paper back here. We got some people laughing about their tree. You're discovering people, huh? Forgetting people. Forgetting people. Who are those people? Yeah.
All right. Hey, does anybody want to share who they discovered that was in their tree, in their family tree? We were laughing. Some people were like, I can't remember who my relatives are. And he's got like six or seven brothers and sisters. My parents, my mom in her generation, she's the only girl. She had six brothers. It's a lot of boys. Does anybody want to share their tree? All right, that's all right. Yeah, who you got? Me. You. That's my mom. Your mom. My yeah, yeah, my yeah. Is that your brother? Grandfather. Oh, your grandfather. All right, you guys can go ahead and keep working on those things. Um, and I'll just go on and, and uh, keep sharing a couple of things. So why, why did I do an activity like this? Why, why, why do this? I mean, it seems kind of obvious, right? You have parents, you have grandparents, um, and you kind of look around like, right, of course. That is completely obvious. We are all have these family relationships. And the thing I want to point out, which is completely obvious, is that as we have all of these family relationships, that our God is a God of relationships. That our God is a God of relationship. And these are the things that we can learn out of Scripture itself that God teaches us, that even as everyone has relationships, parents, grandparents, even friendships, but relationships that surround us, they're branches and connections that you have on your family tree. It actually points to a profound truth about the reality and the very nature of God. Your relationships with your other people in your family is a profound evidence of God's nature. God as known as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in Scripture, in the Trinity. Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 and 27, it, it says this about God. It says, then God said, let us make man in our image. I mean, it's a plural I mean, some people call this majestic plurality, but it's let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Meaning we get this picture of let's create God in our image, in our likeness, in verse 26, and then we get that God creates man and woman. So he automatically creates within humankind this relationship. 
Now, this hour that he creates is man and woman, but he also talks about hour when he's doing the creating. And who is this hour? We get more insight of this in John chapter 1. And so this is going to come up on the screen, and I'm going to invite us as a whole church to read these verses together. All these verses come out of John chapter 1. So would you read this with me, please? This is what Jesus says. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory, glory as the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. So, I'm going to go um, old school PowerPoint here for just a second to show you these relationships that we just read about. Okay, so this is my flip chart. This is the analog version. So here's God, and what we get from this is that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So this is the Word here. Who we know as the Son, right? And this Son, this Word, is known also to us as as Jesus. That's the Word, that's the one that's also known to us. So then let's look at the next uh, set of verses, and this comes out of John chapter 14. Uh, Can we put that up on the slide, please? John chapter 14, 15 to 16, 17. And again, this is Jesus speaking to his disciples, and this is all during the upper room discourse. Jesus says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, this is the Father over here, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, but the helper the Holy Spirit. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. And so when we get this picture of in creation, let us make humankind in our image, this is what we're talking about. This idea of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, which is God in relationship to God's self. This is the very nature of God. This is the very nature and essence of who God is. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. God in community, three persons, but in relationship and in community. And so when I say that God is a God of relationship, He's a relationship, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Also creating us to be in relationship with other people. Male and female, He created them. And for you, creating you in and out of relationship because of your family, because of your parents, because of your grandparents. So even looking at your relationship, your family relationships, gives us an indication of who God is and points us back to who 
God is. That God gives us relationship, and those relationships are evidence of who God himself is. But let me go on from that, because the first thing is that God is a God of relationship. But the second thing is this, that even though God is a God of relationship, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, that the relationships that we have reveal to us God's love. That that is the way by which we understand God's love and the way that we express God's love to other people. Patience, kindness, forgiveness. God shows us love in Jesus Christ through all those ways, through patience, through kindness, through forgiveness. In the journey of faith, God doesn't abandon us when we do bad things. God doesn't abandon us when we're hurtful towards other people or when we harm other people, when we're mean to other people, when we have broken relationships. God is patient with us. God is kind towards us. And God forgives us. And I would say and guess that that's probably true in your own family too. That kindness, forgiveness, patience has been expressed to you through your family, through someone in your family tree, through some experience in your family, someone has expressed to you kindness or forgiveness or goodness, some kind of love, some kind of graciousness. So I'd like you to look back on your family tree and if you, if you worked on it on your own, you can think about this. Or if you did this with your other young ones around you, you can ask them about this. Who in your family tree has shown you kindness or forgiveness? Who in your family tree has shown you patience? Now, now I know if you're a parent... You're like, oh, I practice patience with my kids all the time or forgiveness all the time. But what I'm asking you to think about is who in your tree has expressed that to you? So take, take a look at your tree. Who, who in your family tree has expressed patience or forgiveness or kindness to you? Uh, just take, a, like, take like a minute and just look at your tree and see. Who has expressed patience or kindness or forgiveness to you? All right. So let me let me invite you right now again as a community. When you're looking at your tree, is there a story that comes up where someone expressed patience or kindness or forgiveness to you in a time in your life or in a season in your life or an episode where you might be willing to share that uh, with our community this morning? This is sort of like the round table 
but, but, uh, but, but equally as bad. <laughs> Would anyone like to share a story where you, within your family, experienced kindness or forgiveness? Okay, Akia? Is it okay to record this? Yeah. Keep this okay, go ahead. Morning. Okay. Mm, no. I was right the first time. Okay. Okay. Hello. There you go. Okay, so I'm going through a really tough time right now with a breakup. And um I went to go visit my family and so I was like praying just ahead of time just to kinda like get myself ready for it. Visiting family and everything. And my brother couldn't join us, but it was like extended family, like I have a half sister and uh uh, nephews and nieces that I hadn't met, but they kind of through their curiosity as kids kind of asked questions. And so it was really neat to see their kindness and like trying to ask like, are you okay, Auntie Kia? And, and just like being very curious, but in a, ki- in a kid way. And mm. well, are you still sad? Yeah, I'm still sad. It's okay. Mm. <laughs> and, and that was just really sweet to see but um, also my brother, who I don't get to see often because he's in um, Texas, he sent this like really loving, and it was kind of out of the blue, text message to me. And I was just really thrown back because it's not like my brother to be the rainbows and butterflies kind of touchy-feely person. Sorry, uh, men out there. <laughs> but um, it, was, it was just really touching that he sent... Um, kind of some some prayers and some love towards me. So all in all, I just would say, like, the sense of love that you're talking about, showing God's love, uh, Pastor Scott, but also um, the kindness and kind of wrapping arms around me in this difficult time. Thank you. Thanks, Akia. Thanks. So let me wrap up this message by summarizing what I'm trying to say and then give you some kind of application that you can draw from this idea of understanding God through relationship. The summary is that God is a God of relationship. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, we see that in Scripture. We see that from the very beginning of creation. We see that in the teaching of Jesus Christ. We see that in the upper room discourse, and we see that at the beginning of John. That God is a God of relationship. And those relationships around us can remind us that God, who is a God of relationship, is a God of love. And God loves us through relationship, through our relationship with God, and also through the relationships that we have with each other. And so here's the application. It doesn't come up on the slide But uh, if you want to write this down or just keep this in mind, you can do this. There's two directions that you might want to consider to apply what we're looking at here with God, God of relationship. Maybe, Maybe you have a relationship where you need more of God's love or patience or kindness or forgiveness, where there's maybe somebody in your family where you need to have more love towards them 
or more forgiveness or more patience towards them. And so you might come away from this Sunday asking God, who is the God of relationship, to give you and fill you with more of His love, more of His patience, and more of His forgiveness for the person that He has put you into relationship with. That might be how God wants you to apply this, that you would pray and ask for more of God's love and patience and forgiveness for you to give to someone else. Or instead, you might have been looking in your family tree or maybe a friend came to mind where they themselves expressed to you incredible forgiveness or showed you an incredible example of God's love or where you experienced patience or forgiveness from them and you felt, like Akia was saying, that you felt God's love because of the way that they loved you. And if that's the case, then what you could do from this week is that you could let them know. You could write them a note, or you could send them a letter, and you can just say, thank you for loving me. Thank you for caring for me in relationship, showing me patience, or showing me forgiveness, or showing me kindness, or showing me God's love. God is a God of relationship, and I hope that as you go through this week, as you look at your relationships, as you love people and as you receive love, you might remember and be able to see how much God loves you too. Let me pray for us.